Sound of Hockey, episode 209.5. Uh, hello, everybody. Darren Brown here at Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter. I am coming to you, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, I am at the Los Angeles International Airport here. Uh, I think I've mentioned to you several times now that the 0.5 episodes are going to be a little bit more raw. Well, sure enough, uh, I'm literally at the airport. It's 5 in the morning. It's been a grind here, these first couple of road games, which has been incredibly fun, and we're going to talk about it in detail in the next episode. Um, what I'll do today is just kind of break things down for you a little bit uh, from these first two games, and then we'll dive in a lot more uh, on the next episode, the next full episode. So uh, circle back for that if you want a little bit more detailed analysis. But I do have a pretty fun interview coming up in just a couple minutes here with Everett Fitzhugh, which I think you're going to love. Uh, he and I just had a, a very fun chat before morning skates on uh, Wednesday before the, the opener. So uh, by the way, I think it's kind of comical. I kind of assumed that I was going to not be able to do this thing at the airport just because it'd be super loud. But uh, I got into the, <laughs> the Delta lounge and they just renovated it here and it's still very crowded, but they have these little soundproof pods. And I got to say, as far as a, you know, as far as a place to record a podcast within an international airport, a nice little soundproof pod seems to work out quite well. So uh, Bar Down Studios, eat your heart out because this is a, a pretty good setup, as they say. Um, I don't know who says that, but that's what I'm saying. Anyway, okay, so these, these first two games, uh, we, John and I came down uh, for these games, and they were, they were fun. The Kraken are, you know, we thought they were going to be much improved, and I think these two games very much confirmed it. Uh, the first one, uh, it's shocking they lost that game. I think that it was, I mean, that was one of the more dominant performances they've had, save for uh, kind of a bad turnover 51 seconds into the game. Behind the net, cough the puck up. Troy Terry ends up with an iron stick, and he scores a very easy goal. And then the other bad kind of mistake that they made was at the end of the second period. Uh, this is against the Ducks on Wednesday, if that wasn't clear. At the end of the second period, they had a 3-1 lead. They took a, a late penalty, uh, and on that one, they got an odd man rush offensively. They ended up turning the puck over, uh, didn't get back enough. They had three guys above the puck, right? And that's not where you want to be when you're on the penalty kill. So uh, the Ducks scored there. That gave them life, and then things just went really sideways in the third period. So uh, they, they had no business losing that game. You know, they got a point out of it, but it was one of those that was like, all right, we got a point, but that was a sour taste after that one. It was like this could be more of the same finding ways to lose that we saw from this team at times last year at a lot of times. Uh, so you know, fast forward 24 hours and now they play in Los Angeles. And, you know, it was a thorough, just solid top to bottom game. Uh, they got good goaltending from Martin Jones in his debut. He stopped, I believe, 26 of 27 shots. The lone goal there came on, ironically, another kind of bad behind the net turnover. Both of those, uh, the first night and the second night, were off the stick of Jamie Alexiak. So that's, that's a little concerning. Um, but hopefully he'll, you know, he made himself known in other ways with his physical presence. But a couple of... Uh, couple of miscues there early in the season for him. But yeah, Jones played well. I think Matty Beneers has been great in these first two games. Um, and seeing this team come off of a back-to-back -back road trip to start the season with three out of four points, you know, if you had said that going in, uh, we would have been pretty pumped about that. So uh, three out of four points, yeah, the first one left, a, a you know, something to be desired with the way that it ended. But if it were different circumstances and they'd just lost a tight game in overtime, you'd have been like, all right, well, hey, three out of four points, we feel great. But hopefully the win from Thursday kind of erases some of those sour feelings from 
uh, Wednesday because uh, Thursday it was pretty good. Just uh, they just looked solid. I think the Kings are actually a pretty good team, and um, you know, just defensively they were suffocating. Offensively they were doing what they needed to do, um, and you know, like I said, goaltending was good. So goals by let's see Schwartz and Tanev. So seeing them back in the lineup is pretty cool, you know, and and immediately contributing and playing like themselves. Uh, that's a big deal. And then again, Matty Beneers just continues to continues to light it up effectively. I mean, he's a literally a point per game player so far uh, in the NHL. He's played 12 games. He has 12 points. Um, things are going very, very well on the Matty Beneers front. So pretty happy with what we saw. This trip has been a, a ton of fun. It's been a bit of a grind because uh, it's been some really early mornings, a um, couple days in a row here, but uh, really happy that we got to, to do it. And like I said, we'll dig a little bit more into the details of the trip on the next full episode. Let's go ahead and jump into our interview with Everett Fitzhugh. Uh, like I said, super fun chat. It's only like 15 minutes or so, if even. Uh, I will say I made a little bit of a boo-boo. We were just in the arena, and I thought we needed the mics a little bit louder because it was very noisy in there, and that was a mistake. So if you hear him crackling a little bit, it's not too bad. It's honestly not too bad, but uh, the poor mic quality, that's that's on me. I made a boo-boo. I will uh, own that, and I'm going to learn from it, and I'm going to come back and be better next time. Just like the Kraken learned from Wednesday night, they came back. They were better Thursday night. That's what's going to happen on the next podcast interview that we do. Uh, okay, without further ado, here he is, uh, the radio voice of the Seattle Kraken and a good friend, Mr. Everett Fitzhugh. From the Honda Center, we now welcome onto Sound of Hockey a very special guest. He's been on once before, but you know, the circumstances were a little different last time because the last time you were on our podcast, you had just been hired by the Kraken. You were talking to us remotely and you were kind of on like, uh, uh, it's Everett Fitzhugh, by the way, I didn't say that. Hello, uh, he's waving to the crowd. Uh, great radio, good work there, waving. <laughs> that, that goes over really well. Um, but you know, last time we spoke to you on the podcast, it was in a setting where you're sort of on like a, almost a turkey trot, right? Like going around all these different mm-hmm. media things, introducing yourself to uh, the, the local scene how different does this feel? Like what we're doing right now, you know, fast forward, I guess it's like a year and a half, two years. How yeah. long have you, has, has it been that long? It's Jeez, been a while. I mean, how long, long have you been, time. how long have you been employed realistically? Uh, right? So my, actually my first official day on the job was September 1st, mm-hmm. 2020. Okay. So I'm uh, two years and a month in. Yeah. Yeah. So well, congratulations. Yeah, on shame on you for having me once. I haven't been on since then. Uh, we, we've been boys ever since, you I know, know I, that's yeah, cool, I'm, man. I'm regretting it now. <laughs> well, we'll make it a more regular thing, but uh, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Feels good. Feels yeah. good. Uh, this is exciting, though. We're, we're here uh, at Honda Center in Anaheim. Uh, we're watching the Zamboni go around. We're waiting for the Kraken to take the ice for a morning skate. Um, but since we're probably not actually going to publish this for a couple of days, let's just pretend that we're in the future. Yeah. What did you think of those first two games? I thought they were great. You mm-hmm. know, I, I thought Shane Wright, you know, back-to-back hat-tricks. Yeah. I thought Matty Beneers, two four-goal games as well. <laughs> Philip Grubauer, you know, a couple of shutouts. Like, I, I just – this team is already <laughs> – light years ahead of Gretzky's Oilers. Right. And I think where the Kraken are going, um, I mean, 82-0, right? right. I, I think that's that's kind of what I see yeah. as as a low bar for this team. 
uh, and we'll see if they can keep it going. I mean, 24 combined <laughs> goals in two nights, that's pretty impressive when you think about it, um, and no goals against. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> um, okay, let's get can you imagine? A, a, little, yeah, a little more realistic yes, here. Yes, what, yes. Are your, what are your expectations for the team this year? I think they're going to be better, certainly, yeah. but like realistic realistic expectations realistically i i think this team you're right they're going to be better um and and not because they were 28th last year but i think you you look at the pieces that were added oliver bjorkstrand andre burakovsky you bring in justin schultz you you've now have that option right shot power play quarterback right matty Beneers uh picks up 12 pounds of muscle in the offseason shane wright is an opportunity to to prove a lot of the the doubters quote unquote wrong i mean which by the way i wish i was able to fall to number four overall yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i've never been picked fourth overall for playground kickball let alone in the nhl so you know <laughs> the, the, this team this team is going to be a better team than they were last year and i think and i've asked i've answered this question multiple times in order for me to consider this season a success, what has to happen? I think if the Kraken are playing meaningful games down the stretch, you're in March, you're in late February, March, you're playing games that matter. Um, the Seattle Kraken are within spitting distance, six points of a playoff spot, mm. eight points of a playoff spot. Do you overcome an eight-point deficit with 20 games to go? Eh, maybe that's a bit steep of a hill to climb, but you're playing games games that potentially could matter. You're, you look at Vancouver, right? You're having fun last year down the stretch. And I think for me, that is what I see for the Seattle Kraken team. Yeah. Sniffing the potential of, of, of a playoff spot, maybe, but playing those meaningful games down the stretch in the season, last month of the year, having games that matter. Uh, what is your call going to be for when Daniel Sprong scores his first goal? Ding dong. It's <laughs> Daniel Sprong. Like that. It, it just, I got a couple of friends of mine back in Seattle and, and they listen to quite a few of our games, Dave and I, and they're always like texting me, you know, like you should work this in. You should, uh, Oh, Matty behave. That was one from, uh, from preseason. Um, but like just this, the, the, the ding dong, it's Daniel Sprong. That one just, it's so, you can, you can punch it out so good. Um, so yeah, that's that's my. I can't wait to score that first yeah. right season goal. Is uh, is Matty Beniers the team's best player? <sighs> Man, I I'm mean, with it, the hard it, ones it, it looks like it, eh? It like does. I mean, it, I, yeah, I'm like I'm on that. I want to be like, all right, temper mm. the expectations. He's 19, and that's and, it. That that's where I'm at too. Because right. I feel like from a talent perspective, from just a sheer raw talent perspective it's hard for me to argue that but he's 19 right he's been in the nhl for 15 seconds right like i, I want to give him a little bit more time to to really to find his footing and to find his legs and, and i think for him if we're being serious these are gonna these first 10 15 games how he performs these first 10, 15 games, I think is going to give us a really good measuring stick of the type of player that I think we're going to see from him this year. And what's interesting is, you know, on that sort of on that topic, like you watch him play and yeah. he looks, he truly looks like a veteran. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does. Oh, here comes Philip Grubar. Here comes Grubar. For morning skate, first on the ice. You heard it here, folks. Breaking news: Philip Grubar <laughs> is first on the ice. Uh, 
<laughs> again, this will be published in a couple of days, yeah, that's so that's fine. hard hitting stuff. Um, He's you still know, out there. Yeah, still, you watch, still skating around. Yeah, you watch Badir's play, yeah. and he does truly look like a veteran that's been doing it for so long. And yeah. um, through, I mean. I don't know if you like rookie camp. He was like a man amongst boys out there. Training camp, he's been great. He's scoring in every preseason yep. game. Um, but then you talk to him, and you're like, "You are a 19 year old kid, aren't yep. you?" You know, and he carries himself great. Um, but then it's like, "Oh yeah," and it's almost like you forget about it when you're watching him out there. You know, I've told the story a couple of times, and I'm, I'm going to keep this in the back pocket and, and probably break it out multiple times this season. And I'll never forget day two or three of camp. They're going through their their wind sprints, their conditioning skates. Uh, those of you who are new to hockey think think suicide sprints in basketball. So they're going through their conditioning skates, and you have all these NHL vets who've been around for a long time. You know, their third, fourth time through the drill, they're you know hunched over, trying to catch their breath, sucking wind, and getting ready for the next the next run. Matty Beneers is is doing twirls in the near circle like he's ready to go. He <laughs> yeah. he's his heart rate is at a nice comfortable 60 beats a minute like he, he's ready to go and 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 to me that just shows the type of work that he puts in and he put in in the offseason on the ice off the ice. I was listening to a couple of interviews that he's done. He's eating cleaner, he's eating healthier. Like I said he picked up 10 12 pounds of muscle in the offseason. He's working out better. You know, he 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 it's so cliche to say and we hear this phrase all the time, but he really is learning how to become a pro Mm -hmm. and learning how to become an NHLer. And obviously, he's played high-level hockey between juniors, between college at Michigan, Olympic-level hockey, world junior champion. He's had the best people teaching him how to play this game for each level he's been at. And now you're starting to see him put all of that together. Um, again, 10-game sample size in the regular season, four games, four goals in the in the preseason, and now we're going to see him have, hopefully, a, a, a good continuance to his NHL career to begin tonight. And speaking of tempering expectations for young players, yeah. uh, there's a particular guy making his NHL debut tonight in uh, Mr. Shane Wright. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for me, I think what would be successful for him this year is if he can just prove that he belongs at this level, right? At 100%. this time. 100%. Um, you know, I, I don't expect him to, like, fill the back of the net all mm-hmm. season. I expect him to play kind of a third, fourth-line role mm-hmm. and just learn what it's like to be an NHLer, you know? And um, that is where I think he he fits in. I bet you by the end of the season, and I do think he's going to – I think he's going to stick. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I think he will. I yeah. think he will. I mean, everything that Ron Francis, uh, Kraken GM Ron Francis and head coach Dave Haxtell have said, you know, he is going to be given every opportunity to mm-hmm. succeed at this level. And I think you're bang on with – with a more of a protective role for him right. in the bottom six, and you're not going to you're not burying him at the bottom of the lineup, but you're not going to put him at number one, number two center against McDavid every night, yeah. against Patrick Kane every night. Yeah. You want to give him an opportunity, like you said, to 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 learn the NHL game. You want to give him an opportunity to have fun. That's going to be the biggest thing for him this year. Have fun playing hockey. Have fun enjoy being in the NHL. I think, you know, he's going to be given 
opportunity in the beginning. And I think as he goes along, that rope and that leash is going to be a little longer and a little longer and a little longer to see what he can do. But in the preseason, he was playing alongside um, Jordan Eberle and Jaden Schwartz. I thought that was a really good line. He's gotten some time with Brandon Tanev last couple days in practice before um, we came out to Anaheim. I think he was on a line with... um, uh, Tanev and Geeky, Tanev and Coolman. Mm, um, I think I saw the other day. Uh, I don't know because I don't want to get it wrong, and then people are gonna be like, "No, you're <laughs> you're dumb." You, hey, you know what? Hey, bl- blame Fitz. Blame, okay, blame the radio good. guy on that yeah. one. But uh, so so I, I say that to say he's been getting time with a lot of different players, a lot of different skill sets um, on his wings. He's been on the wing a couple of times, mm-hmm. so he's really going to be given every opportunity to succeed. If you're asking Everett Fitzhugh the fan, Everett Fitzhugh the the, the hockey pundit, mm-hmm. you know, if if you were to tell me that, you know, we're going to give Shane Wright three games on, one game off, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need to play 82 games. You're right. He needs to be around to see how it's done. You play him at home, protect him at home. Maybe he gets a few road games off. Maybe back-to-back, you know, I'll, I'll use January as an example. Kraken have a Monday home game against Tampa, then they fly to Edmonton for Tuesday. Maybe he doesn't play that Edmonton game to give him some opportunity to rest and recuperate and all that stuff. You find areas to get him his rest in, and I think that that could be beneficial for him. Yeah, and there is a difference, too. Like, people should remember that, sure, Matty came on last year and burst onto the scene, right? And he was phenomenal the second he took the ice. It is a different circumstance, though. He was a year older at that point. He had a full additional season under his belt. You know, and he's playing against bigger players at the NCAA level, three-year-old exactly. players. Exactly. You know, and and he's, I mean, Wright is coming straight out of jun- like literally straight out of junior. I mean, it's it's a very different and um, that's, circumstance, and that's so. something that I think a lot of folks don't get. And I know in Seattle we have great junior hockey with the Western Hockey League, and yeah, you have a lot of those farm farm-bred Alberta junior hockey boys. <laughs> but you know, I came from college hockey, and and again. I've seen a 22-year-old freshman. Yeah. I've seen a 21-year-old freshman, 24-year-old senior. It's an entirely different animal. So right. Matty Beneers going up against Minnesota, Notre Dame, Michigan State every other weekend, 22, 3, 4, 5-year-old guys, a little bit different than Shane Wright going up against 18, 19-year-olds who are then plucked to go to the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a little bit of that for Shane Wright getting used to going up against bigger, stronger, and and, and sometimes better competition. Right. Uh, last one for you. Let's uh, let's get a hot take. Yep. What's your prediction for the number of points the Kraken will end with this season? Man, you know what? I And you can't be wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you can be totally wrong, and you won't be wrong because, yeah. A, nobody will remember yep. at the end of the season. Oh, you're going to dig this tape up, aren't maybe, you? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I say that so that you're not, not nervous about yep. making the wrong prediction here. Just you know what? make things easier, really. I'm, I'm going to say the Seattle Kraken finished 85 points out of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this team's going to be six points out. March fifteenth. There's going to be oh wow, you know they can they have to win tonight. They have to win tonight. Right? There are going to be a lot of exciting must-win games 
the last 10, 15 games of the season. It's going to be exciting. I think the Kraken are, you know, Yanni Gord, I think, said it best. It is end of the year, media avail last year. Ideally, we win more games. He said, ideally, we win more games beginning of the season to put ourselves in a better position later in the year. And I mm-hmm. think the Kraken are going to start stronger this year. They're going to win more games earlier this year. So they find themselves in a lot more of those must-win situations later in the season. I still think this team, you know, finds themselves on the outside looking in. But you never know what can happen. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a nice... Nice round 85 points All right, uh, to end the year. I like it. I wish it was higher, but I, I think you're being very realistic there. I agree. Uh, let's hope that the must-win games don't come in, like, Thanksgiving time like I they agree. did last year. So. I agree, yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember being like, they got to win tonight. Got to win like, tonight? Uh-oh, we're like a month into the season. <laughs> so let's hope <laughs> that it's a little bit better. But ever fits you. Great chatting with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's go watch Morning Skate, and let's go watch two back-to-back Kraken wins here in Anaheim and Los Angeles. I had my prediction early in the show, so you can go ahead and, uh, and, and mark that down. <laughs> 24 nothing in two games. So. <laughs> Thank you, Everett. Thanks, man. All right. That is episode 209.5. Thank you again, Everett, for uh, the quick chat. That was a lot of fun. And, yes, I do still feel slightly guilty that we haven't had you on uh, more frequently than we have because, yeah, you have become a a good friend. So I'm excited to do these .5 episodes moving forward, and hopefully we'll get Everett on with a little bit more frequency. Uh, That's it for the show, though. We'll talk to you all very soon for the full episode. Subscribe on Stitcher. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We'll read your five-star review if you leave one on Apple Podcasts uh, on the next show. Talk to you all very soon. Cheers. Cheers.